Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today is the WNR 397. It's NXT TakeOver War Games, and I am not alone. I have the pleasure to be joined by, that's right, Monty is back on the show. How you doing, fella? Guess who's back? <laughs> Guess who's back? And the crowd cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear the pop. Come on, give me some more. Give me some more. No, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, to be yeah, fair, you do get the Road Warrior pop on the WNR podcast. I think that would be fair. Oh, man. Oh, no, that's a, that's another type of over right there. <laughs> man, over like Rover. But anyway, uh, yeah, this is I'm, – I'm happy to be back. Here we go again. Another another week, another breakdown. You know, they've been – they putting me through the ringer, NXT did, with the way their schedule uh, worked out. They really put me through the ringer, but – I can't lie, I'm excited, and I haven't been excited whenever we've done these pods in a few weeks. So, I mean, a few well, not weeks, but a few pods, let me say it that way. It feels like we pod every week, but it hasn't been <laughs> that, that that crazy yet. I mean, as of recently, it has, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you ha- you did do every week in November, and you have done like six weeks now. <laughs> you have done two in December already, so I'm just... <laughs> But yeah. everybody loves having you on, and none more so than me. And like I said, we've got Obviously, takeover. But thank you. Now just play. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to catch up. I can't be horrible. Like, if I was horrible, I don't think you would ask me back this much, man. <laughs> well, maybe I do it just to spite you. You you never ah, know. You make yourself look good. It's like, oh, he's so horrible, but I look... I sound like the greatest broadcaster ever next to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 of course, but let's let's catch up with the last episode of NXT <laughs> before TakeOver, November 30th. Now, the full-on depth, um, you know, review of NXT is usually reserved for update, and we have done an NXT update, and we've actually had an NXT UK. We've added NXT this uh past couple of weeks as well so we'll get straight to it we've got the war games advantage ladder match katie ray versus dakota kai um the first off the action here these were the two best choices to go one-on-one at this point was it? i mean i know we had eo but you know this was kind of like a match right. i was really looking forward to yeah i agree 100 uh, percent. without even really needing the story about war games or at least the advantage you don't even care that stipulation didn't matter it's just these two ladies being involved like, like uh, I think uh, Barrett gonna Barrett mentioned it later at War Games, but like he mentioned both of them, Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai, with their experience, and also with uh, just, you know, like they're both very battle tested, but also with the experience and just their talent overall. Like they're perfect choices for this match, and you, I was hyped going into it. Besides the fact that it was setting up War Games, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, this is definitely the two best choices out of everyone involved. Like you said, other than. Maybe a EO there, but you you can't go wrong with Kaylee Ray there. Well, no, this thing's the first time in a long time of NXT I've looked at the open and gone, yeah, actually this is going to be good. So I mean, right, right, two point has been very hit and miss, but we see the two women's teams meet on the stage, of course, beginning this standard brawl that we have, and then we see Kai and uh, Kaylee Ray alone in the ring. Uh, we see Kaylee Ray took an early lead with a super kick, and the captain of the team kick responded with inverted DDT on the steel stairs. Ray grabbed the ladder only yeah. to get cut off by Kay, who responded with a suicide dive and a slam on the ladder. By the time Ray was able to get the ladder set in the ring, Kai recovered enough to send her hard into the ladder. Kai went after the right knee from there, opened back climb, and Kaylee responded with the Kaylee Ray bomb on the announce table, limping up the ladder, gave Kai enough time to catch up. The two traded forearms, the cap 
captain of Team Kick won that exchange. He hit a double foot stomp off the ladder. Uh, Ray caught her in the ladder rungs a bit later on and hit super kick and knocked out Kai. And Kaylee Ray climbed the ladder and brought down the briefcase. And that visual of uh, Kai hanging <laughs> from the ladder is not something I've seen a lot of. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Yeah, I really enjoyed this ladder match, man. It was just it was paced well. You know, you could tell these were veterans because you know they knew exactly how to tell the necess- the, the necessary story here uh, in this match uh, with the ladder match stipulation, of course. Uh, I, I didn't think this match tried to be like insane. I really love ladder match. I'm not saying ladder match can't be insane and enjoyable because they definitely can. But I love like to just it, it brings me back to like the HBK Scott Hall type style of a ladder match where. It was insane because that was the first time you saw a lot of the the bumps that HBK and all that took in those matches. But at the same time, it all made logical sense in the scheme of the match. It was all about winning the match. So and I thought this match kind of was in the same vein when it when it comes to like, you know, not doing anything too crazy, even though the spots that they did do, the big bump that they did do, looked safe and also looked good. You know what I mean? And so like you just tell these were veterans. And I was expecting Toxic Attraction to be pissed at Dakota Kai. She had it won. As good, as beautiful <laughs> as the, the spot was, you had it won. Like, oh, I, you know, but either way it go, I, I enjoyed it. it. This is, like you said, top-notch stuff from two people that, you yeah, like, we, we, I expect this. And I think sometimes they kind of take away from how good they are. But, like, it, it was just, I don't know how you can say it wasn't, it, I don't think it, it, not only did it exceed my expectations, but it was just, top-notch stuff from great professionals who've been doing this for a long time. So, uh, yes, I loved it. And I think that's an excellent point you make as well. Like you said, two professionals going out. Yes. You know, like I said, with NXT at the moment, so kind of confident what they do. And like I said, with Kaylee Ray, she might look better here than she did in NXT. Uh, and considering the NXT UK, she held a title for nine days. That's a crazy statement. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like I said, this was a fantastic opener. If NXT was like this... Uh, every time oh you would goodness. watch every, every week, day. yeah, yeah. Or, or like at least they could, if they can maintain that type of energy throughout the two hours. Also, like, oh my goodness, because like you said, they're so up and down. You know, so every segment, some segments cool, some segment you're like, okay, what am I watching? And you know, so but yeah, this is what they need to lean more into. Oh, I think without that, like I said, great, great way to start. And then we see Grimes beating Chase, and Grimes does look better yeah. with the trim, I would say. And then T yeah, looks younger, man. I, I was looking at him going, yeah, you know, like he's starting to look like a, <laughs> a star. But I don't right. want it to take away from what we loved about him begin with. If exactly, you know I mean. it's a delicate uh, balance there. Team NXT 2.0 got interrupted by Johnny Wrestling. The only highlight, the only highlight was Johnny calling him the big bad booty nephew. Which... <laughs> yes, awesome! Oh my god, I popped. It was great. And then was, we... like, and as someone like me who loves Scott Steiner, like I grew up loving Scott Steiner, and I, sometimes just for a laugh, I would just go watch him, watch all of his promos from WCW or something when uh, when he went blonde because it's just hilarious to watch. But yeah, that was a I popped. And I was really enjoyed that reference. <laughs> we then had Legado del Fantasma versus Carlo Rani and Von Wagner, called Snowborn Contendership match. Uh, just before that, yeah. MSK finally found a shaman, and we're going to be lucky enough to find out who the shaman is on this week's oh, episode God. of NXT. Uh, but into the match, we see Wild and Mendoza quickly isolating and teamed up on Kyle O'Reilly. But Zion Quinn arrived to stare down Electro <laughs> Lopez. 
and Escobar they brawled following uh, to the back. And while Wagner got the tag of the match, Mendoza just had a change strategy, hobbling the big man, um, trading heat strikes with Wild. Wagner saved his partner from close call with a guard of the finisher. And the two hit a massive high-low clothesline leg sweep combination. You win. And then Imperium explained backstage, you were not impressed by this. Uh, and then Wagner and Carlo Wiley <laughs> got him. I'll tell one night his faces. And the worst thing of this was, was Von Wagner waiting for his line and nearly going <laughs> early. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of that? What do you think of the match? Because it wasn't a bad match. Yeah, no, 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 no. The match was not bad at all. You know, it was fine, you know. As a matter of fact, it was also really competitive. And once again, on this show, I will let you know, uh, I really, you know, now I, I talked about Santos, and I, I always, like, just what, look at the difference a year, make. I said he was underrated. But forget, screw that part right now. Legato as a tag team are underrated. You know what I mean? I said... I said, oh, I said, no, I said Santos is overrated last year. And I meant yeah. to say, like I said, this now, I, like, look at that. That was ridiculous is what I'm trying to say. And now, Legato, the team, are underrated because every time they're in the ring and they get a shot, a shot to show you what they can do, it's just so good. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. uh, the Zion spot, it confused me because why would Santos and Electra think Zion wanted anything other than revenge? <laughs> they were like, they just kind of looked at him and he, he, he put Electra in front of him like, Zion was just stopping his tracks for her, I guess. I don't, I don't know. That was confusing. But either way it go, uh, like you said, the match was cool. I definitely noticed Von Wagner uh, being a little early on his line. and his, uh, Like you said, he's, uh, he's definitely green. I think it really shows on the promo. He's obviously one of those guys who are getting it in the ring way better than they're getting it character-wise, facial expression-wise, because that's another thing I don't – like, I, he – yeah, he doesn't necessarily uh, – got all of that psychology and character wise down yet, but I think he's he's uh at least good enough in the ring, you know, and he's a big guy, so I know WWE would like it, uh like him. But yeah, this match was like you said, really, really good and uh, I had no problem with it. The thing is as well, thinking about it, especially with the kind of influx of bigger guys, that will be very I think we need to look at or they will need to look at managers and playing a vital yes. role because obviously back in the day it's like right stand in the background and put your you know punch your fist with your hand and look right. mean that was the kind Cold. of yeah, that's all you had to do <laughs> yeah. and if Von Wagner was doing it it'd be very very intimidating but it's not yeah. intimidating when you know, jumping in early uh, and the sad part about it too is like NXT's manager stable is kind of bare at this point I mean I don't think I, the sad thing about it I think Rob, I think Rob Stone could talk for people but it's just like who's gonna take anybody seriously who's been behind him the way he the way he's been you know displayed for a while now almost. so like I don't know who do you put there you know what I'm saying but I definitely um, I definitely think he would benefit and a couple other uh, maybe even Odyssey Jones would benefit also from like having a mouthpiece. I, I think something annoyed me on NXT because my, my next thing is going to say is Joe Gacy fucked around with jobbers and these new guys are <laughs> dog shit on the mic. I'm sorry for that microaggression. So I, I guess I didn't like that segment. <laughs> oh my, you know what? The only thing I wrote about this segment was of course they interrupt the most interesting part of the of the inclusive invitation or whatever. Like literally as soon as the female wrestler get in, they got to interrupt. Like of course they wouldn't let me watch him see if he was going to knock her out or whatever. Not saying I want him to hurt a woman, but I'm just saying, don't tease me intergender stuff if you're not going to actually do it. But whatever. Uh, I guess it was fine, though. Well, But yeah, that was the most interesting part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally. I, I was thinking whatever. at that point, they're not 
in, they've been made such a thing of intergender wrestling this kind of thing yeah. thought, well maybe not uh, we see Solo Sokoa smashing Idris Anofi uh, nice intro package for him shame about the result yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was unfortunate. I watched the package, and I was like, yeah, cool. And then they said who he was fighting, and I was like, really? <laughs> like, come on, man. Don't do, why would you do him like that? You know, but I actually, I like, you know, like you said, I actually liked it. And putting him against Solo that early shows you just what, it speaks volumes of what they think about Solo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's already trusted enough to kind of introduce other newer talent. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Like, three or four weeks of television, he's already trusted enough to be in the ring uh, with that, and I like I like uh, Idris's look, you know, and and, uh, and compared to the other people who debuted, he definitely didn't look green, or you know what I mean. Like I've yeah. seen others who showed up, so it was good stuff, man. And maybe a look into the future of not just NXT but WWE. Without that, well, we see Mi Ying doing a Blair Davenport, as in sleep, just crouching. And also, don't forget, Lopez is gagging for it. That's another thing we found with 2.0. Yeah. She just wants it bad. And I also think yeah, the, I... the index stuff has um, the index stuff has jumped the shark as well. Yeah, I don't even know, and I don't know where they're heading with that either. You know, uh, the way Indy is kind of leaving the leaving Persia hanging, or. I guess it's just kind of a cool vehicle to show what Persia can do because that's all it based that's all that match accomplished was kind of just showcasing Persia. But yeah, Indies. Re- I didn't know if their if their focus is to showcase Persia or if their focus is to have Indies relationship kind of ruin a team before they really even get started. But I don't know. And then, like you said, uh, uh, before that, you know, hold on. What did you say before that? <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Be a statement. What, Lopez what, 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 is gag. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She is by far the most. She's, you know, she's a very good looking woman too. By the way, I get it. But at the same time, you would think that she would have ways to, you know, solve these problems besides coming to work and abusing this poor, uh, quiet brother every week. But whatever, you know, uh, it's obviously, <laughs> obviously something going on there. And like you said, she definitely wants it because. Uh, you know, she's obsessed almost. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it's that look she gives of just, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's, um, he's, and when trouble. did we get here in NXT? When did yeah. we, ever, when did we ever get here to where this is what we're talking about? <laughs> it's what I'm saying. The horniness of a wrestler it. is where, where we go. I don't, um, I don't know why this is a story, but anyway, there you go. <laughs> well, the main event was the War Games Advantage, Ladder yeah. Match being Gagano Breaker. Uh, we see Breaker took over. Early thrown around Johnny Gargano about giving him to breathe. Johnny Wrestling had a strategy to daze a big man and climb quickly. Our breaker was deceptively fast. Gargano used the ladder yeah. and he announced down his bigger opponent. Uh, even sent him off the ladder all the way to the outside. The BT Sport feed, the BT Sport feed that we, um, I used to watch in the UK where that's his ch- uh, channel which shown. Like I said, mm-hmm. the last 15 minutes just cut out. And really? then... Yeah, and then wow. even the highlight or the replay on the show online didn't have the last 50 minutes. And the scary thing is, is nobody mentioned it. Not, not on Twitter. Not <laughs> online. I'm thinking, did, did anybody watch? So I had to find a highlight to um, see right. what happened at the okay. end, uh, which was Breaker went for diving and I landed on ladder. That's instead. crazy. Well, the reason I bring that up, because I know 
problems with the cock, as you mentioned in America <laughs> and uh, elsewhere. So it's kind of weird. And I think Dynamite's main event was interrupted on Fight TV as well, which is wow. kind, of, kind of weird. So anyway, we see both men hobbling around. And of course, we see the Frankenstein. It should be called a Frankenbreaker. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's right. And they battled to the top of the ladder where Garno hit him in the face with a briefcase before Garno could reach up low. Breaker pulled him down. The military press power slam allowed him to go on top for the win. And then, of course, all eight men filled the world as the show went off. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it was standard for war games. And what were your thoughts on the main event? Yeah, of course, you know, possibly on his way out, you know. Gargano gets like literally my favorite performance out of Breaker so far. You know, I thought him and Ciampa were good together, but this was just really, really good. And he made Breaker look like a million bucks, you know what I mean, in the process. And, you know, matches like this, whether it's for paternity leave, whether it's for good, you know, Gargano will obviously be missed in a major way because it don't matter who he's fighting, no matter the occasion. He's always going to bring his best and the best out of his opponent. And this was a perfect example of that. And like, like you said, Breaker impressed. I, every time, you know, I, I, again, as a mark for, for Scott Steiner, anytime he does a Frankenstein, I'm going to get hyped and excited. I don't know why. It's just Even when Scott used to do it, guys that size have no, have no business doing it with the snap that they do it with. But there you go. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I, I like this match. I love Breaker. And, yeah, Gargano is, like I said, one of the greatest to do it, not only in the NXT ring, just in general. And this is a good example of why, like I said, he will be missed if he, no matter how long he's gone or if he's never come. Yeah, I think we had that. But first, I think there's a fun main event. And I even yeah. put War Games to hopefully be better than expected now. Uh, yeah. I think this is the first one we've seen because maybe a takeover. It felt like an old NXT show. You had the segments you needed to yeah. set up the takeover event, and I didn't mind it. But you did mention uh, Johnny Gagano and his contract was going to expire on uh, Friday, December the 3rd. And of course, his involvement in war games, he signed until Friday, December the 10th. And there's a lot of rumours going around what he's going to do. And the same with Kyle O'Reilly as well. So it's a really yeah. interesting time. Um, I guess Roderick Strong's happy he signed his contract early. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we'll see what happens. We'll move on. Of course, there's takeover kickoff. December 5th, and we get Sam Roberts and Mackenzie Mitchell, um, well, doing their pre-show, but it's, uh, yeah. did, like, LA Knight <laughs> cutting a passionate promo, hoping up those accolades, and how they will not fade away, and even for going, uh, Bruce Wade, do you want to say anything? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he talks Perfect. about DIY reuniting and how black and gold's not. We are teeing in an open strategy. Chase showed up as a volunteer and a cheerleader. Uh, Bron Breaker showed up <laughs> making face, making, making fun of Chase. D'Angelo threatened him and told him to walk off. Um, again, not too bad because you, you're going, it does make sense. It, but, I mean, it does remind me a little bit of the Millionaires Club versus a New Blood from WSW yeah. back in the day. And But. This is better, isn't it? Like, yeah, I, I was about to say. I was about to say. Do you remember how bad that was? Yeah. <laughs> These, this, this story makes that look like, oh my god, it makes that look unwatchable. <laughs> Almost. Uh, by the way, a lot of two thousand, two thousand and one WCW was unwatchable, kids. But anyway, uh, 
uh, yeah, I agree. Like the chemistry there, especially on the black and gold side, it's so cool. Like, I, I remember uh, L.A. Night getting on my damn nerves. We were just talking about how despicable L.A. Night was, right? <laughs> and now, like, uh, just a couple of promos in, and just the passion. Like you said, no one has that. Like I said, that old school style of promo. And oh my goodness, like I said, they set this up really, really good. And uh, yeah, it was a good sign for things to come, man. Well, this is a funny thing as well, because it's like, we've got legends of the black and gold brand, former champions who've done everything. And then it's going, what, me as well? What, you can't, you can't me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, right. it, it, you know, he's not been that Mega successful. But he, yes, he is. He is L.A. Knight. Uh, Gacy and Harlem were shown heading to the PC. They cut to Diamond while walking through the parking lot on backstage. Um <laughs> Basically, the and another thing that fucking is going to be taking ideas, not just from the WNR in general, but when we first started the show back into predictions and everything like that, WWE never did shit like this. And then they go there and actually get predictions from two guys and go, it's just the same. I know people have done predictions before, but to pretend (laughs) to be excited about NXT, I've been pretending to be excited for five years. Building up each live show, god damn it. You know, it's like, but anyway, <laughs> ran over. This was awesome. This was terrible. This was, was terrible. Um, but anyway, before we get to the main show, question excitement level for the event and the match most okay. looking for. So, uh, yeah, I, I must say that I definitely came into this event. And this is one of the first takeovers I think I've ever came and, and told you this that I was literally like 50 50 on it, you know, uh, like. Part of me was definitely interested to see because not only do I like the war game concept, it's just it's takeover. So like even before I was doing these reviews, even before they were on television, even before even before I actually started trying to keep up with them on the network when it was on the network, uh, you know, well, when it was on the network over here, uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, when even back then, before I started to keep up with NXT regularly i would check out the takeovers you know what i mean and like so once i finally started to watch it all the time and like you just see everything as a matter of fact watching the takeovers is what got me started watching it all the time of course so uh you know i was that part of me definitely wanted to watch it. the other part of me like you said nxt 2.0 has been hit or miss man you know uh i really was worried that they they would you know possibly ruin that great reputation that we always bring up about takeover. Like I, I really was a little bit unsure, but definitely the match I was looking forward to the most was definitely the men's war games, you know, with, with uh, everything, even with, of course, the stuff that has nothing to do with the storyline with Gargano and all of that, but just all of that talent on one side. And like you said, including LA night. And then you have the, uh, the, the new guys who are trying to establish themselves. I thought it was, this was the best built, uh, match on the car and i was definitely looking for it the most looking forward to it the most yeah without that well we get the war games um intro of course just a lot of sirens which again is, is great <laughs> if you like it uh we get vic joseph way back and beth phoenix on commentary and of course vic noted that it was Beth last night yeah. on nxt a lot of rumors about why uh, she's leaving nxt maybe she'd stick around for 2.0 but I mean, for me personally, especially with the change, Joseph, Barrett and Phoenix are probably, uh, uh, no, they are my favourite combination. They make you feel welcomed. And like I said, they're selling yeah. what sometimes is a product and giving it their best. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, as, as 2.0 was trying to establish themselves as they began, 
they were a lot of, a lot of the times the highlights of of the you know hogwash that we had to watch a lot of you know what I'm saying like you know they were it was little you know whether it's little things here and whether it's the way Baird and you know Belf would play off each other you know what I mean so and like even with Vic you know Vic you know being the 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 play by play and also being in the middle of it but also taking Belf side most of the time of course on the you know against Baird but I loved how they ganged up on Baird you know I kind of got used to that you know. So uh, it, I definitely gonna miss Beth. I thought she did. A, I thought she was a great job. Uh, thought she did always did a great job. As a matter of fact, like it was like I don't know how she caught on like so naturally. You know, we've seen other you know people have problems catching on, but like she got it down you know quick on commentary and was always uh, top notch. You know, not to mention how uh, you know she had great moments during the Loomis and Dexter stuff. You know, it's just all types of stuff. And we know she's a great mentor to any. Uh, women's wrestler in general, just because of her own, uh, you know, you know, history and background. So, you know, she was valuable, and I'm definitely gonna miss that voice. Uh, and I'm I'm wondering, are we gonna get the classic just two man? You know, is it just gonna go back to two man? Are we gonna get a a, a third? Uh, you know, someone else jumping in for Belf, the another you know female commentator, a male commentator. What's what is next for commentary? Or I wouldn't mind if they just let Vic and Barrett play off each other. They they have a really great chemistry. Go back to that classic two-man style of commentary that I like. I know WWE seems to hate that, though, uh, even though on SmackDown they don't mind it. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, so uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, definitely Beth will be missed at, at NXT's uh, commentary desk. Yeah, without doubt, and it's not a case of she got the job or, or anything like that of herself. And like I said, yes. the, the rapport with Joe's and Barry, it's, it's hard to come by. I mean, you know, even with us two all there, it's sometimes yeah. difficult to kind of make that work. I tell you what I would love them to do is get Nigel McGuinness and throw the cat amongst the pigeons and have Wade versus yeah. Nigel arguing their cases because <laughs> I always like Vic and, and Nigel together. I think it'd be a bit weird. It'd be like an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm Wade now. When Vic's here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that either because, again, we've you've established already chemistry, and that's the thing. A lot of, like, we talk about it all the time, you know, especially I know Raw get a lot of flack for it, but they deserve it because for a lot for a long time, you've just been sitting through stuff that, yeah, it's fine or whatever, manageable, I guess, serviceable commentary, but not necessarily, like you said, that, you know, the, 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 the thing that make JR and, Lawler, when they were at their peak, is like you said, how they played off of each other. Same thing with uh, you know, Monsoon and Heenan back in the day. So you, you, all the great commentary teams, like you said, has that have that repertoire. They have that that you know that place they can go to where it's just chemistry, play off each other. They know where everyone's going. They know how to to also, but also you know they're not they don't distract from the story that uh, that's going on. Uh, you know, with the workers either. I don't think they're distracting either. And that's, like I said, they do a really, really good job. And like you said, definitely the strongest commentary team in WWE, uh, you know, for a while. So, you know, unless, you know, some people like Pat and Michael Cole, and I don't mind Pat and Michael Cole either. But consistently, week to week, Beth, Barrett, and Vic Joseph did a great job. Well, we get the entrances to the uh, women's war games match that starts us off. And we see the Kai uh, possibly sporting a looking on of late Hannah Kimura. Um, and apparently a current character is very similar as well. But again, 
It's not as much detail that I, like I don't know, but I think it's a nice uh, point of reference anyway. For um, yeah. and of course, Eo Shai, Cora J, Kaylee Ray, Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane. Having them in a cage hard cam was a little bit different, but again, it's a little bit cramped in there. <laughs> now, now you stuck another ring yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I definitely noticed. How cramped, like you said, how tight it was. It really stuck out that this ain't, this isn't, you know, those you know arenas that they were in for takeovers of the you know, war games of the past, or even full sale for that matter. <laughs> okay, right well, we see Kai and Katie Ray starting or picking up where they left off from NXT. Uh, Kai brought some kendo sticks to combat the baseball bat, but both women abandoned the weapons. Uh, the start was pretty boring, I think, with a bit of a old setup, uh, especially with the kendo sticks being on the bottom rope. But the bump, I guess, paid off there. Yeah. Um, you know, and the first person to join them in the ring was Cora Jade. And Wade Barrett noted that Jade was the youngest wrestler in War Games history at 20 old. But she still got the you can't skate chant. But don't forget, again, talking about WSW, Van Hammer came to the ring and never played guitar. So we <laughs> A good point. Um, Kai was able to hit a double DDT right before Gigi Dolan uh, joined her in the ring. Crowd was happy with Gigi. And yeah. am I crazy? But I think Gigi has a hint of Paige. But again, I don't know if it oh, was... Oh, yes. You know, yeah? Definitely. She made a face. I don't know if she or whatever. I, I saw the side profile and I was like, holy shit. Like, like literally, I, I thought the exact same thing. Wow, that definitely reminded me of Paige. You know, I, I agree 100%. That's the first person that comes to mind when I see your work, you know? Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. You don't think it is Paige. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she resembles her. Like, if it wasn't for the hair dye. Like, if she was, if she was straight black hair and, you know, uh, yeah, she definitely could pass. She yeah, could pass some face, man. Paige just had a She's sword. a little short, I think, but she passed. <laughs> Uh, well, she brought a trash can with her, along with a mystery bag. Ooh, uh, Shai joined a team and brought some chairs. Oh, did they ever use that bag? No, they didn't. I just I, I referenced <laughs> it, and they never did. Um, it's a good... Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Probably a lunch. We're going all yeah. mystery bag. <laughs> it's a sandwich. Um, Shai joined a team. Uh, there's a nice little callback with Vio looking to put the trash can on her head with that look. <laughs> and you know, that was my moment of uh, 2020. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I loved it. I actually went back and just like watched that over and over again. JC Jane was up next. She grabbed a table to bring him with her in the ring. And they had a bit of confusion trying to get it in, but they managed to in the end. The Bayface set uh, Jade and Jade... Uh, managed to fight out, putting Jane on the table, went to the top of the cage uh, and hit a huge senton, or as I like to call, yeah. she was trying to kill herself. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that, it was sick. It was sick. The rotation wasn't even... It was also like the right amount of like just raw because the rotation wasn't perfect. And then the noise it made when she crashed through, it, just, it, it was a sick spot. And I loved it. I, I mentioned it when I wrote it down. It was such a nice touch watching Katie Ray and EO play rock, paper, scissors. Before that, like, they were like, all right, out of us, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And she's like, nope, 
screw y'all, I got this, and just, <laughs> there you go, I, I loved it, it was just, it was perfect, I like this spot a lot. <laughs> even, even EO's, cut, or EO and Kaylee Ray's reaction when she jumped off, and they're like, yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, a, a, after she landed, they were like, okay, cool, and then you can just see EO, EO said, why the, why the crowd were saying, holy, holy shit, she was also saying shit, but it was a different <laughs> a way, because she was like, oh, oh, shit, I think she hurt. <laughs> well, it looked like Jade may have dislocated her shoulder and she Dr. EO! I've got this. I've got this. I got this. <laughs> and I think Vic when, when is that ever cool? <laughs> like, that's not, you can't do it. <laughs> Vic Joseph said, oh, she needs an ambulance. I think Wade went, she's got an EO. And I was like, well, that's fucking right. Like, slapping it back into place. That was crazy. The doctors, it worked brilliant, didn't it? It really yeah. was well done. Because at that point, yeah. I'm going, fuck, is she done this? You know, what's going on? Hook, line, and sinker, I like to say. Uh, I could right. pretend otherwise, but at that point, you're going, she just killed herself, man. <laughs> she her arms yeah. And EO's she, just she... done that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So <laughs> EO's done I've never seen it before. Never seen that. Yeah, I, I agree. I wrote that down. It was a couple of things in this match where I was like, that is the first time I've ever seen <laughs> This. I, I, I have to give him that. I have to give him a nod. You got to tip your cap that on that one, man. Well, this is the thing. One of the things uh, Gonzalez uh, got entered into the match and bought trash cans. Oh, yeah. oh my God. She... Dakota Kai whole body fit in the trash can. I was like, what the hell? Did she, did she ring around the road? <laughs> I was going, I've fucking never seen that. It's crazy. <laughs> Bro, like, oh my goodness, I absolutely couldn't believe that spot. And it was so well done, man. <laughs> like, she fit perfectly in there. <laughs> yeah. And it looked like if Raquel wanted to, she could have threw her into the other ring. <laughs> oh, she could have cleared that cage. She, she could have yeah. like... <laughs> She just spit like discus throwing, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God, would have sent her out of the arena. <laughs> well... EO got stopped from going up, uh, but led to a sequence. And Mandy Rose was the final competitor. Uh, <laughs> so going over to Jade and pulling her across the ring with a bad arm. And at that point, I thought, right, okay, I get. It. Yeah. Uh, we ended up with yeah, Steve. it was it, yeah. The jig was up then. Yeah, that's <laughs> Went right we to her arm. Like what the hell? <laughs> well, <laughs> the match came to an end when Jade made the pin for a team on Jane. After the um, slam by Gonzalez and about yeah. a minute, it seemed. But anyway, uh, teammates rushed to her side to congratulate her and celebrate the victory. Now, before I get uh, your thoughts on the match, I'm looking forward to the Toxic reunion in a couple of years in AEW. I, I really think Toxic <laughs> work out well. Uh, but seriously, what do you think of the match? Yeah, man, this is a good way to start, an awesome way to start the show, man. You know, it was, like I said, I love matches. I give matches ultimate kudos when they do things I've never seen before. And like you said, you know, Dakota Kai in the trash can, Dr. E.O. Shirai, you know what I'm saying? All of that comes to mind. And you can, I, I came away impressed, you know, with the way this match was put together. You know, I, I thought it was really good. I thought they did a really good thing. You know, they let Cora Jay shine. You know what I'm saying? This, this is obviously meant to put over the toughness and, you know, the resolve of Cora Jade. And I thought, I thought Gigi Dolan was by far the most impressive and the, the best of toxic attraction in this match. You know what I mean? You know, she was just timely out of nowhere with nice stiff spots and it was just, it was just cool. I really, I really came away looking at um, her differently and the same thing with Cora Jade, 
you know, uh, I, I thought this was pretty cool, you know, like you said, and she definitely proved toughness, you know, and like you, and then EO didn't even have to jump off the cage. You know, they said the young, the you know, EO has done this plenty of times. <laughs> Too many bumps. You don't need another bump, you know, for nothing. Let let the let the twenty year old do it. Let the one who can't even uh, drink legally in America let let her jump off. So uh, anyway, uh, it was just a nice touch, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I gave it four four and a quarter is what I gave it. I I, I thought it was fun. Uh, it was you know they were creative. You can kind of see them setting up set pieces, you know, and that that can be forgive forgiven. But at the end of the day, man, I think like you you pointed out earlier, like. Some parts of it was boring, or some parts of it you was like, "What's going on?" But they once the spot, you know what I'm saying, paid it off. It's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this was cool." So uh, the finish kind of came out of nowhere for me, you know, the little just roller up out of after the impact. I guess it, it worked, but it was, you know, it was kind of out of nowhere. But I didn't mind. It was four, four and a quarter though, so I liked it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Jade, Shawn Michael esque selling job there with the arm. Yeah. Her stuff with and Jane's stuff well does look a bit sloppy. Talk about yeah, the yeah. with Kai and Katie Ray, but even Katie Ray, I think, was a little bit. You know, there was a few bumps on chairs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe didn't react to. I think you know, but they, like I said, the workhorses, great effort from them. You know, like EO right. was, was on fire. She comes alive like we said, as always. She really, really is good. <laughs> right? and, and credit to everyone else as well. I mean, you know, the heart. Kai. Is there. Oh my God, Raquel! Like, yeah, and like you said, everybody brought something. Uh, no, I was like, I'm going to give it the same thing, four and a quarter, because yes, it wasn't the best four games ever, but right. for, for what it did, and like you said, those couple of spots where how many matches can you say? Oh, do you know what? I've actually never seen that before, uh, and we and we did there, uh, and of course yeah. we also did predictions on our last show. As well. Damn it. Uh, but if you listen back to the predictions, you will you will hear the truth. But anyway, both went uh, faces. So it is one all. And the poll-wise, Tokyo Traction, 67% of the vote. So way out Wow. Yeah. What, what are you guys thinking? No. <laughs> that's it. Alienate the audience. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Right? Oh, my God. You guys vote for who you want for. Eh? Good job, buddy. Good job. <laughs> hey, even my I don't like sugar coating even to the audience. Okay, but the, go ahead. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Um anyway, we see Boa still struggling with the um soul of me ying, but who uh, Yeah, I don't yeah. I'm always We're all struggling with that one. Um anyway, team black and gold were hyping each other up in the locker room. Johnny Garner did uh throw in reference his last war games and jump a double down in speculation. Not anyone else's moment other than Johnny Gagano's. The camera showed Gagano was choked up with that encouragement. Um, speaking of people that are leaving soon, Carla Riley and Len Von Wagner <laughs> made their entrances. Of course, Imperium came out next for the NXT Tag Team Champion. Uh, Riley and Barfell started with a nice, nice exchange of wrist locks and counters. Eichner tagged on drag. Wagner got the tag and leapfrog over Riley onto Eichner. I say leap. If you want to see how yeah. that move is is done <laughs> behind the curtain, watch how they did. That. I think we're yeah. prepared to see. Uh, Eichner won a battle of Wilson of a suplex. Scarlett Riley for Barfell tagged in. Riley caught with a knee to the face, but it did slow down the German superstar. Wagner came in hot and took it to Barfell and Eichner. <laughs> then the whole April. I've never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. Like, it literally just disappeared. And like, oh, well, I get to see what's under there, finally. <laughs> I don't know if I've uh, positioned you in this way for the past year, but I'm sure you thought of me when I... <laughs> yeah, that... 
Yeah, I think I'm starting to notice all the little little things. I never noticed anything before, and maybe maybe you're picking up my awareness because this 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 show started off insane. Yeah, like, oh, the apron's come off. Uh, but when Riley came in the game, it was quick too. It was yeah, a quick. It, was just... it just disappeared. Imperial <laughs> <laughs> so, were able to gain the upper hand. O'Reilly tried several different submissions, but they were either counted or broken up. Barthel was able to score the win with a clothesline from the top rope while Ike did O'Reilly Impressive, in the air. Yeah. Um, the camera stuck in the ring afterwards to tease Kyle O'Reilly leaving. We get a thank you, Kyle. And then Wagner tried to clothesline Kyle, but he dodged, hit with a kickbox combination, and then did the undisputed era hand sign and a crotch chop. Yeah, he so said it's it. a brotherhood. Yeah. Um, and Wagner said, I'm going to kick your ass. Um, uh, I mean, what were your thoughts on this match? Man, you know what? As boring as Kyle O'Reilly and Wagner as a team have been portrayed on television, I cannot say a, a bad thing about this match. Man, this is just beautiful to watch. I was feeling this match from the beginning and to the end. And how fitting is it to me that if this is Kyle's last takeover match, that it was in an awesome like tag match, you know. It's, you know, as much as much as I, as much as ridicule maybe he deserved or even not deserved over his singles run, it's kind of fitting that if that's his last takeover, it was in a a really really good match. And I really hope Imperium open 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 eyes because they are a top notch unit and been underappreciated for far too long in NXT. And uh, you know, and Fabian Fabian Eichner, he was my MVP man. He was just he was doing everything, and it was just this is just a great tag team display i loved the match i gave the match itself like four out of five stars like i was i was really really 4.5 4.5 stars i'm sorry i said four out of five 4.5 stars like i really enjoyed it that much i enjoyed it more than the women's war games match and i i'm not gonna lie i didn't really necessarily care about wagner turning on kyle because we weren't really invested in them as a team anyway but the the ue flashing and then cross chopping you know that's literally the most personality they've allowed Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> to show in like since he was a face. Mm-hmm. So like, and that might be part of the reason why Kyle that like Tuesday the Cage Mac might be Kyle's last NXT. So, uh, but overall, you know, I thought this match four point five. You know, I really liked it. Well, in, like I said, Imperium made it had yes, no right yes, to definitely. be. <laughs> you know, right, no that's right what I'm saying. Like, I, and that may be why it went into my star rating more because I had no expectations <laughs> of enjoying this. You I know mean, what I'm saying? And then I came into it, I'm like, wow, they are really going for it. But there's there's something to be said of Kyle and being an NXT tag expert and probably the most decorated tag team wrestler in NXT. Yeah. Like, like I said, the yeah. amount of bangers that he's had from, you know, Authors of Pain or DIY or, mm-hmm. you know, different combinations with Strong or Cole. Uh, and even now, Von Wagner, like I said, he's a fantastic tag wrestler. There's nothing wrong with that. Just get him the right partner mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll, you'll sort that out, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and speaking of, like, right partner, Eichner said, you know, watch this because he yes. out. He put he... a show on, man. I don't, I don't know what got into him. I don't know. What pumped him up, but he was like, uh-uh, this is, I'm going to show everybody what I'm capable of, and that's what this match was, man. This was a Fabian Eichner showcase, man. <laughs> I think that, that, you know, but I think it, what worries me a little bit is if he does move up to the main roster, pound fitch again. Yeah. Didn't help Billy Gunn, didn't help Shelton Benjamin. Nope. It's not Cesaro. It doesn't help Cesaro. doesn't nope. help anybody. Um, nope. But I'm going to give this a, a four out of five. And um, I will say, I love Imperium. 
Uh, and the stormtroopers are cool, but give me Vader. You know, that's <laughs> what I'm looking at. <laughs> um, predictions for this, both Imperium, so it's two all. Polwise Imperium was 60% of the vote. Mackenzie Mitchell interviewed Legado del Fantasma on the thoughts of Esquire wrestling design Quinn. Esquire talked about how he's going to beat Quinn. And Mackenzie asked Electra a couple of questions, like she's gagging for it. And she said she's a grown-ass woman. She could do what she wants. And we respect that. Um, <laughs> anyway, we see the hype video <laughs> for Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Yes, hair versus hair. Um, this is a match that, again, we're really sure what we're going to get. But we get straight into the action. And Hudson scooping up Grimes and planting him in the shoulder thrusts. Uh, we see Hudson through Grimes over the top. And because of the setup. He landed straight on the steel stairs, and you saw Ooh. the red marks on his back as well. That couldn't. Nah, that was a tough bump, man. I, I, yeah, he had tough. He tough for even finishing it because that looked bad. It looked really looked bad. <laughs> well, Grimes was able to recover. Kicks to the body. Hudson took a breather outside. He pulled Grimes to the floor and hit a belly to belly suplex. He then locked Grimes in the abdominal stretch made famous by Wilbur Schneider back in the 1930s. Uh, and he dominated the match for the next few minutes. He put his rival through the ringer. Grimes hit a uh, poison rana. I don't know if they call it or whatever it is. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> like you see a guy his size <laughs> doing something like that. Um, and you think, oh, he's going to get the job done after the Tornado DDT. But surprisingly, it was Grimes winning with the roll-up in the corner. Yeah, the trusted roll-up. And yeah. after like, Hudson was going to get out of it by attacking Grimes, he then got the cave in, put in a barber's chair, and then we, we had the classic knocked-out, head-shave, wake-up, run-off. Uh, <laughs> you know. But again... What were your thoughts on... Solid, man. I thought this was very solid. The work in the ring was definitely solid. And it had fun moments, you know, all through it, you know. And I thought the right guy won, you know, in the end. And and, and I didn't envy them, honestly, because, you know, I honestly, after they went after that tag match, like, I was, like, really pumped. And, like, I did, like, so I thought they, throwing them out there, you know, a match that I didn't really care so much about the Bills for, you know. Uh, but I thought they answered really, really nicely. I, I had no problem with it. Uh, and I thought that Duke got a chance to actually show us what, what, what he can do, kind of kind of like he did back in the breakout tournament, you know, instead of, you know, poker and all of that other stuff that's unimportant. I think he showed his potential at times. And, you know, and Grimes was as solid as always, you know, and winning the way he did worked. Like, I'm not really a fan of the dreaded roll-up, you know, but the way he did it works in this story because, once again, you know, because he grabbed the tights, he played Duke Hudson. So it kind of played into what they've been, what they had going on. I gave it three and a half stars. Well, yeah, the thing about that as well is I was grumbling, and then after you hit the cave in to knock him, put him in the chair, and I thought, yeah, two cave ins in a row might not work as well as the kind of surprise. And like I said, with Duke Hudson, he showed it, and hopefully now there's a chance for him to come back a little bit. And obviously not, you know, on a big bad hill, whether it's but a more serious side and show right. what he, he can do. As for Grimes, and we talked about earlier when you mentioned Santos Escobar, I have never been more wrong about Cameron Grimes. You know, when you listen when we first right. started doing a show. And I'll say, I just don't get it. And the thing for that, he gives 100% be fighting LA Knight, fighting zombies, or in a hair versus hair. <laughs> that guy's just, just got something about it. And I just hope they don't lose 
what we kind of grown to love so much. But again, like yeah. you said, it, it was solid character stuff for Grimes, who has been a, a great consistent. I'm going to give it three point nine five just because of the effort put in. Um, predictions for this: we both went Grimes, so it's three all. Grimes got seventy eight percent of the vote. We then find out NXT New Year's Evil will be January 4th. Um, I don't know if we'll do that as a special or just do a catch-up with the NXT update. Wow. So they got the first, and then you have have New Year's Evil. Like like, like I said, these wrestling companies, they they have no care about me. They don't care. Battle of the Belts, <laughs> AEW Battle of the Belts on the eight. Yeah. So you can't no, no one cares about me. No one cares about us, James. They're gonna work <laughs> us to the bone. <laughs> it's not even the end of the year yet. We can't even enjoy the end of year because, because of what's yeah. coming up in January. They're going to my holiday break. <laughs> exactly. uh, we get a hype video Aaron, for Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy, the course the Cruiserweight Championship. On the line with five pound waiver between the two, uh, and Strong was looking to fight, but Gacy seemed to be more interested in playing his mind games. After a burst of offense from Gacy, Strong called him so he could tear his shirt off and deliver some chops to the chest. The big man was able to gain the upper hand and use his size advantage to dominate. Uh, Strong hit a suplex and a gut buster, but Gacy still managed to escape it. And he wrestled Roddy into submission, but couldn't keep it locked on. He took up most of the diamond mine with a dive over the top. Credit to him with that. And Harlan mm-hmm. then kept Ivy Nile from getting involved. Uh, but Gacy yes. made her put her down. He came back in, hit a powerbomb, but Strong recovered and hit a backbreaker. The win. Now, before I get your thoughts on the match as well, who the hell was the heel in the face in this match? Or does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's been my problem since this entire thing started. I'm like, we supposed to be cheering for, for Gacy? Are we supposed to be cheering for, like, starts? we supposed to be cheering for Strong? The Diamond Man all of a sudden? I... Yeah, that part I never really figured out. Never figured that part out. And honestly, also another thing I can't figure out. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, maybe I'm just tripping here, man. But if we are doing this for real for the cruiserweight title, and anyone can start the challenge for it, which I doubt. Maybe this is a one-time thing. Maybe this is a one-time thing. But just if not, just call it the open weight championship from now on. So change it to an open weight title. And then just screw, even though they don't necessarily need another, you know, not world championship in NXT. Why not? You know, if 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 this is what we're doing, because saying cruiserweight title while watching someone who's obviously not there can be confusing. Either well, way it goes, it's you know, it is what it is. What, so for, 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 for the match, what about NXT, right? Because you know, NXT. If they get rid of the N and the T, they call it like the X Division Championship. We're gonna have <laughs> no limits. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, uh, they, you know. I don't know if they could trademark that, but <laughs> you know, I don't know how they're going to be able to legally pull it off. But it's a great idea. But that's my point. You know, if we're going to do it anyway, screw the cruise away, call it open way, call it X, anything. Just you know, make a new belt then if this is what we're doing. But if not, uh, it doesn't really matter. The, the match was cool. It was good stuff, man. In it. You know, and I came away thinking Gacy is cool. Is he, he is legit, in my opinion, in the ring. I like Gacy in the ring. I like his work. Uh, I don't understand what his character all the time. I don't necessarily – I definitely don't understand his relationship with Harlan so far or whatever is going on there. But I do like what he does in the ring, and I see his potential there. And I gave it three and a half stars. You know, Strong is always solid in the ring. I thought this was cool, and, you know, but this is definitely probably the uh, – 
the weakest built story going into the show and probably the weakest match that I that I in, on the show. So, but it was cool though. I, I didn't have a problem with it. It wasn't bad by any means. Well, I thought this was everything wrong with NXT 2.0. But <laughs> 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 you just. It's like, we don't know who the hills and faces are. We've got this kind of Joe Daisy. We don't know the character. We've got a title that doesn't really matter. A storyline that's just kind of put there. Um, And it's just like, it's just annoying where you had something else. But then again, maybe not. Because like I said, what what would you have put there at the time? The Cruiserweight title is, you know, CWC was one of my favorite things back in to watch and see, you know, exposure to people like Kota Ibushi, you know. Uh, and, and people yeah. like that, of course, Sabre Jr. was involved as well. Grand Metallic, it's now t- uh, TJP, who actually won it all as well, you know. And it's it's been <laughs> difficult cruiserweight since then, there's no doubt. We've had our peaks, you know, with Neville, and we've had our, you know, uh, Valleys and Enzo. But, Enzo. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know. Um, but the thing is, I was watching it. Do you remember when Bangers? Well, yeah. What, what was wrong with that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The belt has definitely failed. It definitely fell from that statue because you're right. Like this was a, a work. Even when Santos had it, it was a work. Mm-hmm. It was a very work heavy belt. You know, like it's it just, was. It was. It was definitely presented better than this. And you know, who would have thought Strong would be the last man standing the undisputed era? Like you know, is he is he dating Linda? We don't know about it or something like. Like what's going on? Uh, <laughs> with strong there. No, fair play. Like I said, it wasn't a bad match, but after we've yeah. kind of been building and you're thinking, yeah, oh, this is a takeover. You get this and go, oh, no. No. Well. <laughs> as solid as I thought the work was, I do agree with that. Out of everything on this show, that was probably the only thing that probably you could have you just saw on a regular 2.0. Um, yeah. We see uh, predictions, sorry. Uh, we both went strong. So also, we're both... Or tied leading into the final match. I mean, surely someone didn't go any different, but we'll find out. Poll wise, Strong got 53. And then, if you're wondering Ooh. if Bruce Pritchard and uh, Vincent Mann are controlling NXT <laughs> and doing it, we see Ikamanjiro shitting. Um, which is basically, <sighs> I can't, I can't say anything. Uh, I actually skipped this. I had the luxury of because uh, I uh, because I watched the I watched the all the way up to basically Strong and Gacy live, and then the next, then the next day I watched War Games. So I had the luxury <laughs> of being able to skip right past that nonsense. Uh, but yeah, that was that's that that's just that, that yeah. I don't. I, it's unspeakable. Honestly, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, I don't even know what to say. It actually is. Anybody listening, go fuck off. And I honestly, watch it. Eats a lot anyway. Mackenzie Mitchell interviewed Carl O'Reilly about attacking Von Wagner. He talked about not being in war games for them ever since W started. Him. He yeah. said he needs and he challenged Wagner to a steel <laughs> cage match on Tuesday. Did he not see a cage match for Raw between Biggie and Rollins? And isn't three <laughs> and, and roll? And this is war game. We've got three yeah, cage yeah. matches. And he's like, I need a fourth. I need um, another cage. Yeah, and that's another, another thing about this. Since when do right after a tag team break, I know he, he may not have much time left on the show, but right after that, we get a, <laughs> a cage match blow off instead of just a regular, you know, match. I don't, you know, this is the first, yeah, it's weird. And like you said, I don't know what the big deal is with cages, you know, this, this, this upcoming, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what's been going on. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. 
It's a cage week. I, I don't get it. Cage week yeah. in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> like, they couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, that's just, that, that, <laughs> you know what? That actually would have worked. They should have went with that I rollout. Like, and just like yeah. cage week for WWE <laughs> and everybody. Roman has to defend his title in a cage match against. It doesn't even matter who. It's just. Just throw a cage out Stick there. Stick a just, cage, yeah. 50 minutes. Matter of fact, just leave the cage. cage up for three hours on Raw. <laughs> just leave the cage. <laughs> Rivers um, match is a cage match. Well, I was going to ask you, though, and I know with Kyler Riley, we've been a bit hit and miss, but in all yeah. seriousness, is Kyler Riley leaving NXT a Is it a loss to NXT? Uh, I don't necessarily know if it's a loss to this current era of NXT because of the direction they're obviously going in. Because let's just be honest, man. If they're gonna if you if Adam Cole from the Undisputed Era, like think let's let's think about the future. If Adam Cole, when he got called up, was getting suggested things that he felt was unreasonable enough for him to want to leave, I don't expect it to be much better for Kyle better for Kyle O'Reilly going forward if the main roster is his goal. So if the main roster was his goal, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think that's a, a big, you know what I mean? A big yeah. deal. And then also, uh, like you point out, it's just I, he's hit or miss as a character. And I think WWE or at least NXT, they show that they don't necessarily know how to present him anyway by himself. If You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if, you know, with all of that uncertainty, I think it'll be best to let him walk with that, uh, with, with all of that being considered, even though I do think. Uh, he's talented, and a guy like him is a loss to any locker room, especially in work-wise, because all through this time, even if I haven't been invested in what he's doing character-wise, even if I think, you know, the storylines are boring or whatever, or what, or even some of his matches, I believe he can real like, he definitely can wrestle. I, I, I think that is not, uh, that is definitely not the issue with Kyle O'Reilly. So maybe a change of scenery and, you know, going over, with the uh, with Bobby Fish, with Adam Cole, maybe that is what is necessary for him personally. But I don't necessarily count it as a huge loss, and I don't want to. I'm not, and I'm trying to say it without making it sound like, oh no, he sucks. Who cares about him? He's, it's nothing because it's, it's not yeah. like that. But at the same time, it's not with the direction NXT is going in. It's not really the biggest loss. Well, it's not just that as well. It's like he said, if it was going to happen, happens. You know, like I said, a year ago or six months yeah. with the Balor thing. And like I said, the Adam Cole feud kind of went on a little bit too long. But all these connections are kind of gone to AEW now. There's nothing kind of keeping them in. Mm-hmm. You would say, do you know what? It's actually going to help you probably going to AEW with your mates. Uh, you know, right. be able to wrestle more bangers, do a bit of Japan. Whereas with Johnny Gagana, you've you kind of got, like I said, um, Chumper and NXT. You've got the DIY thing, of course, um, Candice coming back. You've got Austin Theory on the main roster now on Raw, where you can have, you know, Austin being a complete dick to Johnny and something like this. And I think Gagano overall, the impact, obviously, at NXT compared right. to a right. Don't get me wrong, Undisputed Era, but the Undisputed Era was very much Adam Cole, in the front yeah. seat with them. And, and they were a unit. Like yeah. you said, it wasn't like, it's the undisputed era. It's not Kyle O'Reilly. It's, you know, Gargano is, like you said, one of those names that, like, he, even in the promo when he was building up this show, it's 100% true. If it's not for Gargano, if it's not for Ciampa, they won't. They probably won't have a ring for 2.0 to even be produced in, or, you know, a studio, none of that. They wouldn't even be doing it. So, uh, you know, it's the positions. And also, I think you mentioned a great point there. I think Gargano also has 
this god like the way we mentioned in uh, the way we mentioned Candace LeRae is like the mother of possibly the women's division or and like a motherly figure for Indy Hartwell and all that. I think the same thing could be said for Gargano along with the Champa as like the four. I, I think they need like I mentioned this before with Io Shirai these established names. I still think they are very important in NXT and I think he had like you said he has so much more uh, that can. You know, that I feel like that would make sense to try to get him back if he is looking at other ways to go. But, uh, yeah, by comparing him, those two and their values to NXT, it's obvious that losing Gargano would just be losing Gargano to AEW by comparison to losing Kyle O'Reilly to AEW. Oh, my God. They don't even compare, yeah. in my opinion. So the thing, the, 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 the sense thing as well, it's like Gargano going to AEW, does it fit? You know, yeah, losing to yeah. Sammy Guevara. And he definitely the, can work with everyone. Yeah. Like, like, we know that. Like I said, losing to Sammy for the TNT title in his first match is great. But, like, at least with Riley, they'll be kind of built in a story for him. And speaking of Gagano, he came out to his Rebel Heart theme instead of usual Ooh. the way, which, again, is to my eyes. And, and we saw Gave me goosebumps, man. Well, he's yeah. even his outfit is out for all the previous takeover to one. I'm going to go a little detail. What, like I said, the Double Dog Podcast has been full of takeover. Gagano of it. So the Iron Man outfit, the DIY wheels on the knee pad, uh, Wolverine from Toronto 2, Carnage and Venom from Portland, Brooklyn 4, uh, Star-Lord from Philly, the Punisher from War Games 2018, we've got the Orange from New Orleans, the Purple Orange for takeover 1. Uh, Obviously, there was loads there, but they're the ones that I picked out. But that is the kind of thing I love wrestling. You know why I love wrestling? Because you can pick out the thing. You've gone on a journey. Yeah, and 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 that and that's and that what you just said. All of those takeovers, his legacy as Johnny Takeover. You know, no, it's literally Johnny Takeover. It's literally like this is his. You know, this is his WrestleMania type. It's like 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 they call Michael's Mister WrestleMania. We all know that that's kind of in the same vein they give. Gargano on the riff for takeover. So when you mention all of that history he's a part of, that is why is they call him the heart of soul of NXT and they were literally they were not lying. It's like when he leaves, it's definitely ripping the heart out of NXT. It's hard for me to even look at this as the same. It's definitely not the old NXT when a guy like Gargano is not. So uh yeah, this interest gave me goosebumps, man. It was just perfect. I was singing with all of my heart <laughs> to Rebel Heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. was was into this. Well, let's get on to then what could be Johnny's farewell match with WWE. And um, I'm going to get upset talking about it and talking about the action. Anyway, get into it. We see Johnny wrestling uh, starting off, of course, um, with Carmelo Hayes. And uh, we <laughs> we see the crowd chant for Johnny the whole. Uh, Johnny yeah. had the upper hand as Grayson Waller made point oh. He hit Gagano with a backbreaker to take control and a dodgy kick to Johnny's nose, bringing the crimson. Well done. Uh, Trick Williams. But then again, I was, I was thinking about having a go at him about that. And then Ian Dragunov just kills people every week. So, <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> of a um, Not comparing the two, of course. Williams, Trick Williams threw a chair into the ring for his team. It nearly impaled Waller. As we see, look at Waller's face. Um, Pete Dunn was up next for Team Black and Gold. He went on a rampage against both men until the Gagana recovered enough to help. We get the double submission with added kicks. And again, yes. it's just what a visual. And these two guys Beautiful. as well. Uh, Tony D'Angelo came down for Team 2.0 and brought some tables. And Dexter Loomis chased Williams away while D'Angelo locked the door with a chain to keep the rest of the other team out of the cage. It has no roof, you moron. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice to see Loomis and the fun. 
thumbs up. That was a lovely little moment between father and son. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was an awesome moment. I, I definitely, when he locked the door, I was just like, yeah, he definitely thought this was hell in a cell or something, right? <laughs> like, is that, was that the idea? Did someone think this was hell? And then also, if you look in the background, luckily for us, the cage is on the hard cam side. If you didn't notice it, go back. When it happened, when he locked the gate, Braun Breaker is like, what the hell? What are you doing? Like, I can't get it either. <laughs> like, he's back there motioning with his hands. I'm like, what is going on? Um, so, like, obviously they didn't talk that part out. <laughs> but the thing is, LA Knight couldn't get in the ring when it was his turn. So he just climbed up over the pool again. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, the I was mad that it took him so long to just climb. I, I wanted him to run down and just li- literally climb up to make D'Angelo look even more like an idiot. I didn't like how he even went to the door to even try the door. Don't even try the door. Just climb up to show him. Like, D'Angelo, you're, you're an idiot. Come on, man. <laughs> well, that impressed me with the joint manipulation with Trash Can. Oh, my God. It's just fish. It's just... Nasty <sighs> war games and done. We talk about O'Reilly. Uh, Dunn has been yes. involved in every war games, and you can just tell that he, he made for home. It, <laughs> yeah, it really yes, is. He made for it. Both teams were going to war until Brom Baker came down as a final member. He helped put his team in control, but failed to open the door on the first or second attempt. <laughs> or the first. In the end, the camera just cut away. It's, it's fine. Right. Oh my God. Pete Dunn's reaction like, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Look <laughs> at this idiot! Can't even get in. Oh, it's fucking crazy. And then, because the thing is, as well, it's like you get these guys with baby faces, and you put them in in these situations where you just don't do it. You know, like oh, we right. need to cut this. Yeah, but what about if he fucks up? Look at the shock master. That was all a case of all he's got to do is go through a wall. And, <laughs> you know, he don't want breaker. You know, we end up yeah. we're going back to Breaker and he's caught up in the cage with the chain round his neck. And then having somehow. Breaker break in is not necessarily the most clever thing ever. I, I mean, I guess that's what they were trying to go for there. But yeah, whooped, <sighs> oh yeah, I get it. His name is Breaker. He broke into the cage. Ooh. Oh, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Now you say that, I'm going. He did Breaker a lot of things actually. You know, like uh, I quite like the name. <laughs> Anyway, Tommaso Ciampa came in and started tearing everyone apart. He and Gagano had a fun, fun moment with a crutch. DIY. <laughs> just we get a brawl broke out at one point with Team Black and Gold getting the better of Team 2.0. Waller got suplexed off the top turnbuckle through a table by night. Shit. And a nice tower of doom spot. But Waller then hit a huge elbow from the top of the cage on tonight to put him through a table. After several minutes of back and forth action, break up in Ciampa to get the win for Team 2. So, uh, you know, like I said, Gargano's, you know, it just really had me going. uh, And no one deserved that love more than Johnny Takeover. And this match just had everything to me, man. I I, I don't know why. I I really enjoyed this. Like, it just seemed like, in my opinion, uh, if you wanted to show someone what a War Games match was, I think this is a good example of it. And I wasn't expecting to say that coming into this show at all. But... It, this is a really this felt like war at times. You know what I mean? And uh it, I think this is what this match was made for. You know, whoever does whoever came up with some of the ideas, some of the shots in this match. I the I'll never forget when everyone on Team Black and Gold was in the middle and the, the way Pete Dunn and Chopper were, you know, just shrugged at each other and they went and they did the spot where kinda, you know, they just jumped all of uh team two point It's just like that moments like that just had such a special feel to me, and I just felt like they kept 
outdoing themselves. You know, it, it, it was nonstop. I, I lost so many moments of this match that I lost count. And, uh, you know, I, and I love that finish. That finish was beautiful. The, the spear through the table. Uh, first of all, Carmelo Hayes, uh, you know, interrupting the pin after DIY hit their finish on Breaker. And, like, Melo's, like, defiance and, nah, it ain't going out like that. You know, and then them attacking him and then the Breaker saving Carmelo from that spot at the end and then getting the victory, you know, like he did. I I, I just thought it. I thought this was perfect. If this isn't perfect, a perfect War Games match, to me, I don't really necessarily know what it is. What it is. Like, I love uh, Adam Cole's uh, the War I think it was the most recent War Games before this. I really loved that match. But I also love this one, too. I, I, I would be lying if I thought this was anything else other than five stars. And I, I know a lot of people are not supposed to give these out all willy-nilly. It's rare. But this was just – I don't know what it was, but I really think this is a great example of what War Games should be about. And uh, and maybe I was just – maybe I was caught up in the moment. Maybe it was the DIY, DIY possibly seeing them for the last time in NXT. Maybe part of that played a factor. But I thought everyone looked good. I thought every, even the, a lot of the new guys, all of them had moments to shine, spots that, you know, made them look good. I thought L.A. Knight, oh, my God, jumping to the top rope with the, the belly to belly through the table on Waller. Oh, my goodness, that spot was beautifully set up, you know, because Gargano had to get out of the way. And it, it was just perfect, man. Like, I, I, don't, I can't say enough about this match. And I, I'm, I'm literally lost count. Of all the times, like I just was like, man, that was really freaking good. And I don't I, like I said, you you can disagree with me if you want, but man, this was perfect. perfect. Oh no, what we said, this was good stuff. I mean, the black and gold worked their socks off, and credit to Two Point I as well. I mean, Wada, he got put through tables <laughs> like me fucking up. He's never <laughs> taken another bump in his life. Uh, Hayes, obviously, the workhorse coming through, and Breaker looked great with the moments that he done. Tony D'Angelo is someone I. Than yet, but again, yeah. can be proven wrong. Um, but I, I thought watching this game, I was uh, watching the game, watching the match. Sorry, I thought to myself, isn't it funny that you know 2.0 and X is a great war games match? But the, the perfect war games match this year would have been Legado versus Hit Row. Oh my god, don't even, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> they would have been perfect for this. Man. Oh man, oh, what could have been? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to do that to you, but as I was thinking. That could you even have the, the the women coming in, you know, B Fab and of course, um, right, the, the Randy one, and uh, both, you know, <laughs> having their interactions with whatever, not really been involved. You can still have putting through a guy through the tables, but this match again was really, really good. But with war games, sometimes it's difficult, you know, to kind of keep that pace throughout. But yeah. with the spots that they did, and like you said, when you've got Chumper in there, when you've got uh, Gagano. Um, yeah, and Pete Dunne. Oh my God, yeah, and Pete too. I, I think you know we've done. I look at him. I just go, why is he not a star? Yet? And hopefully they're on the same you know page as I am. And the guy who he's just got everything there. They're so know? lucky he resigned. Oh my God, they're so lucky he's still there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I think about now. I think about how lucky they are to have some of these guys still with them with all the mess that's going on. Because, like, Pete Dunne's a perfect example of, like you said, a guy who probably deserves to be on top of the world right now. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I hope he gets what he what he's due, because he's definitely due championships the world over, whether it's NXT and or whether it's a future main roster uh, spot. I, Dunne deserves the best, because he is one of the best. Without a doubt, like I said, and the end... 
of Johnny Takeover as well, and to experience that, uh, yeah. it is something else. I'm going to give four, four and three quarters out of five. I, for me, I don't, you know, five out of five matches, it's got to have the same, you know, standard. Like I said, it was a great match overall, but then again, the match of the night is um, the main event, I think, for both of us as well, would be fair to say. Yeah, top notch. Yeah, definitely. Main event. Uh, as much uh, the only other match that even came close to me personally was that tag match and the Eichner show. That the Eichner show was the only other, <laughs> the only other thing that uh, <laughs> that came close to me to this one. I really, really was into. Well, predictions. Like I said, it's Monty versus uh, James, and as you know, for people who listened, I went for the black and gold. Even though I did say Breaker would pinch up, but it's not about that. It's not about that. I bow down against Monty, who is on a roll at the moment. AEW beat everybody's ass, and now he's doing it again for TakeOver. A perfect score, Monty. Five at four. And when we start oh, our prediction yes. league next year, in a bonus, but right now means okay. Ove King, or the oh. former uh, <laughs> polls NXT 2.0, so we talked about our... Uh, match of the night, which was the main event. MVP, I mean, we've spoke about Ike now. I'll say my one quickly. It is the Cora Jade sell job because you know my thoughts yeah. on Jade. I'm going, who are you? And then she <laughs> brought, what are you doing here? And, I, and then she sold like her life depended on it. Fair yeah, she did. Um, play to that. Um, who Who is your one? Oh, uh, man, you know, like you said, other than, of course, uh, Fabian Eichner, uh, I have to give uh, all the love in the world, man, to uh, Johnny Gargano. Like, I know how, like, this is just all, I know he uh, he also workhorse this match from the very beginning, as he typically does, and just the, that unlimited motor that Gargano has. And I think if this is, if this is the way that he want to go out, you know, if that's going to be the last time that we see him, you know, uh, in NXT, I really hope not. But if it is, uh, you know, I think he, I think he can't, I, I don't think he would complain about that. You know what I mean? I don't think that's, I think that's a great exclamation point, you know, on that, on, on his NXT career. And like you said, one of the, the flagship bears, just not only for tonight, but just for everything he's done over all the wonderful takeovers, all the moments. If this is the end, he's de- he definitely deserves uh, uh, MVP in my opinion, just for, you know, everything, you know, so uh, I have no problem. Maybe it's a little bit of a uh, particip- participation type of thing, but he killed it, in my opinion, in this match. And he also has always, always brings it over. So MVP uh, to me for the whole night. Maybe it was just my emotions, but here we go. Johnny Gargano, man, top-notch man, uh, one of the best in the, ring, in, the, in the world currently and one of the best to ever do it. I can put his, We can put his, like his matches, like you said, all those bangers, we can put that up against anybody, in my opinion. You can put what he's done in NXT up against anybody's best matches. You could say the MVP of Nikos is Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano well. I know yes, it's sir. smaltzy and stuff like that, but like I said, we've loved Johnny Gargano, the stuff he, even the comedy stuff he done in the way, and, and Dexter Loomis recently as well has, has kept us coming back. Uh, overall rating out of 10, and this was difficult for me because I thought this is, this is not... A kind of you know banger of a takeover, but again, takeover delivered, and there's not been a takeover that hasn't. Right. And I've marked some impact scores pretty high, so I think my rating's high, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Nine oh. out of ten. I mean, I know it's really high, but it's a takeover, 
and for what oh. I was expecting to what I did coming out of it. Like, I actually came out of the show going, I'm looking forward to an O on Tuesday. I've never said that. I agree. You know? yeah, I, I agree 100%. No, you're, you're 100% spot on, man. I gave it 9 out of 10. Also, you know, uh, I, I, I agree 100%. This is the first time they've done – this is better than they any attempt they have done so far. This is better than any attempt of hyping anyone to watch uh, 2.0. This this show is a great thing to show someone if you want to get them into what they do because I thought this was just the best of uh, this is the best of what NXT has this is the best they've looked in a while and overall this was just a fun takeover when the action was the focus I thought this show was at its best man you know the matches were all good to great to me and I and the future was the focus here even in the matches where they didn't win they all had opportunity to show people what they could do. You know, uh, even like even Gacy, who you don't you didn't enjoy all of those guys, everyone had moments to actually do show what they do. And one of my biggest uh, one of my biggest complaints of watching 2.0 all the time is like I I tell you all the time when we do this. Why the hell do we have to suffer through squash after squash on television and, you know, you know, terrible storytelling weekly for the most part? And originally I thought it was to protect these newcomers, you know, and hide their weaknesses. But War Games proved that some of these, you know, some of these 2.0 workers are capable of definitely working more competitive matches. And I'm not saying 30-minute New Japan matches. I'm just saying more competitive matches, just like the black and gold days. And the runtime of this show was weird. Usually these shows, like I mentioned earlier, are very paced quickly, and it seemed like... But they they, they padded a lot of time here with promos and video packages, that, especially the promos to me, because I was just like, I thought this was a takeover. I don't really care what boa got going on right now you know what i mean I, like, yeah, but, like what's going on like i said but, but i i don't know how you felt but it's like with the msk stuff and a couple of other so like we saw the same grizzled young vets uh segment, yeah as that before. And, and i kind of thought wwe treating this like they're people are watching 2.0 for the first time and it's in yeah it's in like an induction inductory uh, introduction sorry for the characters that have you know now from that point of view it makes a little bit more sense yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, but so like I said, maybe I was nitpicking there, but like from that point of view, it makes sense if you want to say because it was just a lot of stuff, and I don't mind like video packages. I've come to expect from WWE, but that, like you said, promo that we've seen before, a lot of stuff that I just thought like don't even get me started on the Ikemen Euro stuff. Like I, I it's like I said, it's just a lot of stuff that just, in my opinion, Pat, like this was three hours. Takeover is usually even if it is around that long, they never feel as long as this one felt at times, but. I thought this was an awesome special and a special night of wrestling. You know what I mean? And overall, that's what takeovers are about. So, yeah, 9 out of 10 for me, too. Yeah, no, excellent stuff there. We asked, what did everybody think of uh, NXT War Games? Uh, OK got 10%. Good got 34%. Great got 20%. And Awesome got 30 Discrepancy between good and awesome makes me think <laughs> AEW fans have been coming to again. I used to do polls, what was a better show, NXT or AEW? And I did it for about a year, and AEW won every week, even though the shows weren't. So, like I said, I appreciate all the AEW stands uh, listening and on Twitter as well. Um, <laughs> Anthony Bourne tweeted, says, none of the above. I only wanted to watch Mandy Rose. Well, wow! There you go. Some he has, she has got fans. <laughs> she has. No, no. Also, again, it was a it was a couple of Mandy chants, and I don't think people understand that it is not it has not been that don't happen often, man. When you <laughs> they doing it ironically, <laughs> yeah, 
and like and also also the funny thing about that he wanted to watch Mandy. Mandy spent the least amount of time <laughs> in that match. She really didn't. She didn't really do a lot at all in, in the time that she was there. So I feel sorry for that person. You know, when he's listening, yeah. broken. Heart at least you got to see her. So yeah, at least you got to yeah. see her. <laughs> No, I mean, we, we love you, but listen to the show, of course. Uh, but that, weirdly enough, that's it for now. Can you believe that? One of the um, time flies when you're having fun. That is it. Uh, don't forget, we're on your Twitter. At the, I'm at the, where can people find you apart from our podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though I am a fixture at this point on this show, you can find me at MindMontyPod on Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, so... Check me out. I have a link, a link tree in there, and that's where my podcast, uh, I, my own podcast, the Mind of Munchie podcast, that you can use on any podcasting platform to search up and listen to our newest episode. I have a big pod coming up because I have a lot of wrestling to catch up with. And uh, also, I'm thinking about doing a horrible movie review, but I'm not telling any of you guys to watch it because it's really that bad, but it, it's funny. So that's why I'm saying I don't know if I should do it because is like so bad that it's good, but at the same, you know what I mean? It's one of those weird things. But anyway, either way, go check out the podcast for all of that good stuff. And uh, I appreciate you guys, man. Well, it's always great to have you on the double and also on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, all, I say Instagram, we're not really on there a lot. Uh, but send us an email to double podcast at gmail.com and you podcast with us at the same time. And to do SoundCloud on your phone, also Spotify and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. That is it. Our next episode is not actually Monty, believe it or not. It is <laughs> Jaxie's back uh, with AEW Prelude. <laughs> Unless Jaxie can't make it, and then Monty's back. You <laughs> prelude. It's crazy how that works. <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, I, it's a great point. Like I am literally the standing. I'm starting to think I have no life whatsoever. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't even say, and that's what I pay for because we just do it with good intentions. But Monty will definitely. Be- there is you talk about huge shows coming up there is two massive shows happening in december just a couple of weeks away first up the wnr awards the seventh Woo. annual wnr participated in the wnr awards um last year chomping at the bit this time round. definitely definitely can't wait you know uh you know everyone uh, I, I now but i do now have to start getting my stuff ready because i have the worst memory ever i'm telling you <laughs> It's going to be some things that I'm de- I've definitely forgotten from earlier this year that I won't even mention. But I'm going- <laughs> trust me, I've got you because this has happened to me for the past six years. So I wrote notes in June for the first six months of the year. Okay, so, so hopefully. Like Kashida stuff. Oh Kashida stuff. I've got that. I've got that. I know, I know what's going on there. Um, and then after, and it's fair to say, it is the biggest podcast in WNR history. WNR. I don't know how many times I can say it in a different way, but how big is it going to be? Masturbates. Yes, I've even come up with new games to play uh, for okay. that time. New so, games to cheat in. <laughs> <laughs> we will be talking about this off air, but don't forget uh, <laughs> we have, like I said, all the actions that you will enjoy coming up. Uh, uh, until then, I'm leaving the basement, guy. By the way, <laughs> he's out. free. He's got a couple of weeks off, and then he's going to be back. Uh, but until then, I've been James Rollins. I was joined by the fantastic Monty again. Thank you for being on. It's such a crack. 
Always fun, my guy. Adios. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, bye. <laughs>